0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Real Estate Sessions Rewind. In fact, for the next two weeks, I'm going to be sharing some of my favorite episodes of a little series we did a couple years ago called Randing and Raving. This is where Joe Rand listens to a random question submitted by an audience member and then gives his take on things. Uh, I'll be out of the country for the next two weeks enjoying the French Open with my wife. So I thought I'd queue these up for the 23rd and the 30th of May. And we'll be back with new episodes in June. Cheers. Hi everybody, Bill Brister here, and it's time for a little holiday break. So I'm going to bring back some of my favorite episodes. However, not the typical Real Estate Sessions Rewinds. I'm actually going to be playing my favorite episodes from Randing and Raving. Yes, there are 20-episode mini podcast that Joe Rand and I did where listeners would call in with a question and Joe would uh, <laughs> have fun with it. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy one of my favorite Randing and Raving episodes. Hey everybody, welcome to another bonus episode of Randing and Raving. We are back with Joe Rand, Chief Creative Officer for Howard Hanna Rand Realty and Real Estate Raconteur. The premise of this series is very simple. We have listeners call in to 480-270-4590 and leave a question or a comment for Joe to respond to. Joe has no idea which voicemail I'm going to play for him, and we just sit back, relax, and let Joe go let's get this show on the road. Hey, Joe, uh, I hope you have some great plans for your Memorial Day weekend. Am I right? Am I wrong? I am so
1: excited. You know how I am, Bill, that I love the summer. I love the long days. I am definitely somebody affected by that seasonal affect thing where I like long days. I really live in the worst climate, not the worst, but a pretty bad climate. I mean, I live in New York, New Jersey area. Where we get four seasons but the four seasons are like snow and then rain and then like two nice weeks of summer followed by humidity unbearable humidity followed by two really nice weeks of fall before it gets dark and and, and cold and the only thing saving the fall is football Um, You know, I don't know why I don't live in California, Bill. I don't know. You live in Florida, so you get beautiful weather all the time. I I know that I'm very jealous of people like you, Um, and I'm very jealous. Somehow, you know, my Italian ancestors who lived in the beautiful climate of southern Italy and Sicily, they're, like, mocking me uh, from the grave that I live in the New York area where I get, like, a couple of nice weeks a year of weather. And I'm very excited. It's Memorial Day. I'm down at the Jersey shore where I have a summer house and we're here to open it up for the season. I drove down today. Uh, I'm very excited for the weekend. And of course I look at the weather and it's going to be crappy. It's going to be a terrible Memorial day weekend. I'm going to be stuck inside with these kids. It's going to be like COVID all over again, or I can't leave the house uh, and I'm stuck with them. And then on the way down, Bill, I make fun of your dog for being Cujo and I took my, my 60 pound Labradoodle In the car with me, I had a twenty-ounce venti cup of iced cappuccino in my cup holder, and the dog came in and smashed it, and the cup exploded all over my dashboard and everywhere on me. So that's how my day started. That's that's, and despite that, Bill, despite this, (laughs) I am in a wonderful mood because it means it's the beginning of summer, which means we have June's a very as as you know, even in this terrible climate. June is generally a nice month in the New York, New Jersey area. So I'm very excited to get into June. I'm very excited to have longer days. These are the longest days of the year. uh, And I love when the sun's up early. I love when the sun's up late. So I'm in, this is going to be a really easy call. There's going to be a lot of ranting and not a lot of raving because I am just in a very good mood. We'll see how the questions go, but I'm in a really good mood, Bill. How are you? We've talked about me. Are you in a happy mood going into this weekend?
0: This beautiful <laughs> Memorial Day Look, weekend, I, I'm having a conversation with Joe Rand. I could not be happier. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, oh, it, I just got back from Vegas. Just got back from Vegas. A little quick trip out to uh, I a saw, conference.
1: I saw you were out in Vegas <laughs> with Molly. I saw Molly McKinley had posted on Facebook that you were out there. Yep. You were in some of the pictures. Yep. I guess you had a, uh, a group uh, group meet out in Vegas doing some work.
0: Yeah, doing some work, talking to uh, you know other vendors and trying to share ideas and find ways to work together and. You know, it's just what I do now. It's a lot of fun. Uh, now,
1: now let me ask so that, you this because I know sure. you're a whale in Vegas, and I know that you basically have your pick of suites at the Aria whenever you go down. Right. And I guess my question is: in your palatial suite at the Aria, right. is there just one massage room, or do you have two massage rooms in case two of you want to get massages at the same time? I mean, exactly yeah. how many massage rooms are there in your, you know, three level? 4,500 square foot suite that you get at the Aria Hotel every time you go to Vegas?
0: Well, it depends on what you consider a massage room because when you, when you bring in the spa, I mean, it, it, it feels like it could be more than two. That's uh, true. To be that's honest. true.
1: You're right. With all the space yeah. you have, really a massage room is what you make of it. So you put a massage table up and you've got a massage room. That's a very, right. I, I, I mean, it was a yeah. bad question for that reason. There is that
0: much space. So yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, anyways, we're not supposed to talk about that. Um, <laughs> well, Joe, let's, Let's find a question. I yeah. think it's, uh, we have some questions to choose from this week. Of course, you never get to choose. I, I do listen know. to them because I've got a filter for, you know, uh, bad things. Uh, but, <laughs> you have to filter uh, you for all the, all the profanity, we-
1: <laughs> all the Russian bots calling in who are big fans. You know, you got to filter all that There've stuff. There's
0: been a in. couple. <laughs> there have been a couple I've had to delete. Yeah. <laughs> There's
1: I really want to hear those. <laughs> right. We should have an outtake uh, section where we do like an episode where it's like X rated <laughs> and it's all the people calling in saying nasty things and, You know, or I could read them, you know, like the read, you read mean tweets type stuff. All right. So who do we
0: got today? Let's hear it. All right. So not going to say any names because that's not fair, you know, but you're going to hear this. Let me uh, play it for you right now.
2: Hey, greetings, Bill. This is Sean from Ohio, longtime listener and first time caller. I have a question for the wise and powerful Joe Rand. Joe, your list of career accomplishments and interests is long and very impressive. Your husband and father... Your family owns a respected real estate company in New York. You went to Georgetown, then law school at Stanford, and apparently that wasn't good enough, so you also attended Georgetown Law. You became an attorney. You're an accomplished author. Twice of best-selling books, Disruptors, Discounters, and Doubters, and How to Be a Great Real Estate Agent, sold on Amazon and wherever good books are sold. You regularly serve as an MC or moderator at events. You're a prolific and prestigious national speaker and you're a New York Yankees fan. My question is this. If I, or anyone else for that matter, had the opportunity to introduce you to an audience but didn't have time to read off your entire list of impressive, chest-expanding, name-dropping accolades, which ones would you make sure are mentioned, and which ones would you be okay being left off the list? I'll hang up and listen to your answer. Thanks, guys. Now... Sean from
1: Ohio sounds suspiciously like Sean Carpenter. Is that Sean Carpenter? It sounds like Sean Carpenter. It sounds like Sean Carpenter to me too. Yeah, that. I'd say he didn't use his slogan though. He didn't sign off with his normal slogan. So maybe it's not Sean because doesn't he have like, he has, I swear, the longest like kind of motto slogan of anybody in the industry. And I I, I can't even remember exactly. As As I'm listening, I'm looking up in my email to see if I can find it. And I can't find, but it's something like, you know, keep reaching for the stars and keep your feet on the ground. That was like – that was Casey Kasem's actually. That was the old AT
0: Top 40. Keep reaching for, like, for the – keep I your feet it. on the
1: ground and keep reaching for the stars.
0: Yeah, I know it, but I'm going to let you guess a little bit no, longer. No, it's, is it's more something
1: fun. like – all right, all right. Let's see if I can guess this slow because I've seen it a million times. He he puts yeah. it on every – it's on his email signature, I think, although I can't find it in the emails. I looked looked through while I was listening to him just now, and he he writes personal notes, Bill. I mean, Sean is the real deal. Sean is like a great trainer, a great speaker, a wonderful guy. He's the only person in the industry who plays more golf than you on a regular basis because I see his Facebook feed is filled with pictures of him playing golf. You know, he lives in a terrible climate. So the fact that he plays more golf than you is really a testament because you can play all year round, and he's playing like four months a year when he lives out there in in Ohio. But he's a brilliant speaker and trainer, and, and he lives it. Because he sends you these, you get these personal notes. Do you get personal notes from him? And every oh, personal oh note, he takes out, you know, a pen and he writes out this long slogan of his. And I can't remember what it is. But every time I get it, I, I listen, I love the personal notes thing. I do it myself quite a bit. But, like, it's always so funny to get a personal note from him because I open it up and it's always like, it feels like it's a birthday card from my grandmother. And I open up looking for, like, $5 in the middle of it. Like, oh, where's the $5? <laughs> I guess that my grandma always said it, or and it would always, it would never be a cash. It'd always be like a check, you had to go. You're 12 years old, oh, you got to go.
0: Yeah, deposit by, a by check the way,
1: somewhere.
0: By the way, Ted Risser, our puppy, got a handwritten note from Sean Carpenter.
1: <laughs> did he write it? Did he write it in dog? Did he? <laughs> yep. And he put the oh. slogan in it. How does the slogan translate to dog dog language?
0: Well, look, dogs need to build relationships with their owners, right? Because that's really important that they build relationships. They also have a lot of problems to solve, right? They've got to solve problems like how am I gonna learn how to, to go pee-pee outside. And 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 tr- trust me, dogs are all about having fun. So yeah. building relationships, solving problems and having fun it That's absolutely it. That's works.
1: It. Building relationships, let's let's break this down. It's okay. building relationships, solving problems and having fun. And he always yeah. finishes like his, his email or his message with it's not, it's keep solving relationships, building or building. Solving, building relationships, solving problems, and having fun—it's long, yep.
0: Bill. Having fun,
1: like I mean, that's why he's got to really be careful because I, you know, I'm—he should write a book. He should absolutely write a book. He's got a lot to say, interesting stuff. He should write a book. But when you write a book, occasionally, even with the very modest number of books that I've sold, and he was very kind to call me a best-selling author, it really depends on how you calibrate that. But with my two books. My first one, how to be a great. My first one, disruptors, discounters, and doubters. My slogan coming out of it was, "You are the answer," right? Like, because disruptors Ah. was all about problems. So who's the answer? You. And I would, I would underline, "You are the answer," and then I would sign it, and that'd be my little message. And that was very short, very simple. My second book, how to be a great real estate agent. My, my little thing that I would write, my little slogan was, "You're great." That's it. You are great! Exclamation Ah. point. Underline the great and like make someone feel good about themselves. That's the whole point of it. If he has to, I mean, sign your name. If he has to sign books with the solving problems, building relationships, having fun stuff, it's going to take him forever. It's going to give him hand cramps. It's really
0: it, tough. It's just, it's just BR, right? It's just BR, He could That's do
1: like that. I think, he, I think yeah. it has become, it, it does, it has become so ubiquitous and so identified with Sean Carpenter that he could get away yeah. with just like the, you know w w j d what would Jesus do? like that sort of thing. you put it on yeah you yeah, exactly. could put it on like exactly. a like a bracelet and that's what he should do. He should make bracelets with the whatever the initials are for that and like have them made and give them out to people at conferences. you know
0: keep Sorry building relationships, think,
1: having t- fun solving yeah. problems, barking yeah. up a storm which your dog is doing and my dogs he, yeah, t- uh, were barking before. <laughs>
0: Ted loves your voice. It's
1: great. Ted loves my voice. That's, people listen. They, they, I, I hear that all the time. They listen just for the soothing sound of my voice. Just, just, <laughs> a little AMSR. Just, you help me yeah, fall asleep at just, night. It's like a little therapeutic thing for them. And it's therapeutic for me as well. Uh, look, so, all somehow in right,
0: here, we have to answer Sean's question.
1: I, I will. I just to say one more thing about Sean because I remember this because okay. when he came to all New right. York and we went out one time, Sean is one of these guys that thinks beer is like wine. Like that it's oh, beer. Yeah. And he's like, it's, it's a special hops, and it's this, and he gets the – he's one of those beer guys that, like, God forbid he drinks, like, a beer that you get at a supermarket. It's got to be, like, handcrafted and brewed and the whole thing. And, like, wine people are insufferable about the wine. I mean, they're, like, unbelievable with the terroir and the whole bit. I mean, I've gone to Napa. I like drinking wine. I have no idea what I'm doing. I just like drinking wine. But you go to these people and they're like swishing it around, the whole thing. And they've got a whole vocabulary describing describe it that I don't understand. They're insufferable. And that's wine. I, at least with wine, you're talking about like you have to age it. And there's a lot of like chemical processes that go, this is beer. These people are like out of their minds. Like you need something <laughs> to get excited about if you're like getting that excited about beer. All right. Sean Carpenter has a question. And Sean asked a question, and it's really a very suck up question. I mean, this is a guy who's really—I don't know if he thinks that I'm hiring speakers or something that he thinks that like he's going to get a gig because like that is really—I mean, I, even I'm a little embarrassed for him to, you know, for him to go through all of my all of my accomplishments, every one of which was true, by the way. All those things yeah. are true about me. He missed a bunch of them. I mean, I don't know. He didn't mention r s Newsmaker. He didn't mention you know the power 200 he didn't mention Inman influencer he didn't mention that i was in uh uh uh, uh what's his name um uh Rob's uh, list of um you know the Rob Hans list of like seven yeah, people he, to watch that was earlier this broker, year
0: broker public portal
1: i mean no i'm blog. Well, i'm a, i'm, a, I'm a the i'm the executive director of the broker public portal but i'm talking about like awards and Honors and things ah. like that. And there's a bunch of stuff he just doesn't know about. So I get it. He, you know, he doesn't want to go on too long. At some point, the tape runs out, right? He can't list all the things that I've done. He wants to know what is the thing, if you're going to introduce me, what's the one thing that you would mention about me that you, if you had a very short time to introduce me, that you would introduce me? All right, let me think for one second about what would be the one thing that you'd have to say about me.
0: Yeah, because we, I, by the way, I have plenty of quote tape, as you call it. So you can take your time. <laughs> <laughs> <Tape>. <laughs> All right, here's what it is, Bill. And it's none of the things that he mentioned.
1: The thing that I would think that I'm in my career that I'm most proud of, and, and I, I want to come up with something because obviously I'm proud of the books and I'm proud of the other things. that I'm proud of this, Bill. And I'm not alone in this, but I think anybody who can say this about their career, I think, has, real, has, has a feather in their cap. I owned and worked at, along with my family, a real estate brokerage in 2008 and 2009. And we came out the other side, Bill. We came through that. That was a test of, every, of your metal. It was a test of your creativity. It was a test of ingenuity. It was a test of discipline. It was a test of motivation. It was grueling. We lost in my market like 60% of the transactions and the average price went down about 30% in like 18 months. And my market wasn't even the bad one. You think about some guys who work in Florida. Um, you know, Ray Mesa, a good friend of mine from the industry ran uh, the Florida company. It's, it's now Berkshire Hathaway Florida Properties. Back then, I think it was Prudential. I mean, what they went through after those great years in the mid two thousands. I mean, the, the market collapsed around them, and you know what? What I if what we went through the first couple of weeks of COVID, I thought it was going to be oh my god two thousand nine over again, and then the market just withstood all of that stuff. But I don't think anybody who wasn't a broker, an agent, a manager in two thousand eight two thousand nine. If you weren't around for that, you really don't know just how scary it got. I mean, I remember looking up at the end of 2008 and thinking, are we going to sell? Is anyone going to buy a house next quarter? Like, why would anybody buy a house in the middle of like what was a free fall in pricing? And and it was almost like what we realized was that there's like a subsistence level of home sales, like in the worst possible market. We found what the baseline was, that their people are still, some of them are going to move because they have to. Their wife kicks them out. Uh, they graduate from college and they can't live at home anymore. They get transferred or they get fired or whatever. There's some level of, of homes that get sold, and that's what we lived on in 2009, 2010. And I will say this, and I'll give all the credit, that homebuyer tax credit of 2009, 2010 stopped the bleeding, saved the market. Got us back on our feet, and then the market slid a little bit after that. But we had staunched the worst part of it. So you know what? Here's the thing: I wrote some books. Eh, that's fine. I'm proud of the fact that I actually finished the book, uh, as much as anything else, because that was hard. I'm proud of my kids, and I'm not even going to put them in the same category. I'm not. Well, I'm not proud of my kids. My kids are terrors. But I'm. I'm. You know, I managed to procreate, Bill. That's. You know, that's not easy for a man like me, right? Okay. I managed to. I, managed to, I managed much. To,
0: to have them. Too much information. I'm go not ahead. raising
1: them, Bill. I'm not raising them. Yeah. But like, I, I left we my mark. I've, I've done my job. I've yeah. replicated. My wife and I have done our job to keep the, the humankind going forward. We're two people. Yes. We produced two people. We've replaced ourselves. Everybody we're, else, it's up to you, right? You're
0: keeping I, the Rand name going. Yeah. Good for
1: yes, you. Yes, that's right. Okay. So I am, I'm proud of all that stuff. But if you really want to say like where things were touch and go. You know, if I hadn't written the books, my life would be largely the same as it is now. But like if my brothers and I and my mother and everybody else that worked at our company, and and you know, let's to the other people that, that persevered through that period, if we had not had the, the the strength to get through that, then my company would have been gone. It would have been yeah. swallowed up, it would have disappeared. As would a lot of and some of them did. Some of them didn't make it, some of them came through very different. Some of them came through having been acquired, you know, but uh, that's what I would say. That's what I would say to Sean is, that, and I would say the same thing as Sean has, you know, he worked through that period too. Um, you worked through that
0: period too. Um and title, which we, we were uh, devastated. Right? What was I mean, going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. We had no idea. No. And idea. so,
1: and so, you know, that's what I would say. The, the, the thing that I would say, go introduce me, Joe Rand, Joe Rand was a broker in 2008 and 2009. And he made it through the other side. That's what I would want people to say about
0: him. Nice. How nice. about that? That's perfect. I love it. In fact, uh, you can see I'm holding Ted here. Ted loves it too. He's so excited he can't sit still. Just wonderful. Oh, Wonderful.
1: Yes. In an, an audio-only medium, in an audio-only medium, it's always good to reference stuff that people can't see. But yes, you Absolutely. do have it. It is a beautiful dog. Yeah. That is a beautiful dog that you have. That what is it? Jack Russell something? <laughs> what is it?
0: What is it? it? uh jack russell a uh, jack russell terrier yeah yeah so. it's a jack
1: russell terrier okay i got that right you make you like yeah. laughing like i got the name wrong i got the name right beautiful dog it's a beautiful did dog. Really well. it's it's yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a shame what that dog how that dog has beaten you up over these last few months but it's a beautiful dog it's just it's like a it's like one of those flowers that you just can't touch because they got thorns and they've got you know <laughs> things that make you, that give you rashes and whatnot, like this dog every is, rose, is every rose has a thorn. Yeah, every rose has a thorn. That's yeah. what
0: you're saying. Yeah.
1: The most beautiful yeah. rose has a thorn, and that that beautiful yeah. Jack Russell Terrier has teeth like a piranha that he has <laughs> he sunk does. into your your arm on many occasions. Uh, all right, that's good. We got, it was a good call. A good call from Sean. Fantastic. Sean, that was very kind of him. That was a very fantastic,
0: nice Joe. I'm gonna let you go. Uh, you got to get the family ready, uh, the place ready for your family. So. Yep. Uh, have a great Memorial Day weekend. You too. And I just want one last thing to say to you, Bill. Yeah.
1: I want you to keep building relationships and solving problems and having fun. There you are. <laughs> Happy Memorial Day, everybody.
0: Thanks so much for checking out Randing and Raving with Joe Rand on the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. You can always throw in a rating and review. That helps as well. And to leave your question or comment for Joe, the number is 480-270-4590. Cheers. See you, Bill.